Last time on Crits and Grits New IP, everyone found out that there are consequences if they die. And after that startling realization, the group met Ricky, a delivery man that gave them an invite to the mansion of Maximilian Fitzgerald and vouchers for Becky's boutique. Now they find themselves in fancy duds at the mansion. Oh, and Jenkins totally got punched in the nuts at some point. <laughs> that was, oh god, that was that was my favorite part. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Chris and Grit's new IP. It's been a minute uh, for us. It's been what, like two, three months? Easy, yeah. It's it's been a minute. It's been at least November. I think. A while. Yeah, for y'all that are, you know, constant listeners, it's probably been the same amount of time or longer. And if you're marathoning this, uh, well, if things are a little off, uh, it's it's been a while since we hopped into this campaign. If you've been marathoning this, oof. <laughs> yeah. Have you considered listening to anything else? Don't don't scare them away. We we want listeners. Right. Like like Andrew's other podcast where he talks about uh, Rutera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we want to. That's a good one. The casuals of Rutera. Yeah, but at some point we want to be able to sell glizzy related merchandise. No, we don't. I don't. I'm I gonna don't. hedge that one off. No, we don't. We don't. <laughs> no. Glizzies and glizzy accessories. <laughs> Those are just called bun. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a cookout. That's it. <laughs> just buns. Just buns and mustard. <laughs> Listeners, you're all invited to the cookout. Listen. And the ketchup if you're a heretic like Let's me. Let's do it. No, I love ketchup. <laughs> Only on glizzies, though. If it's a brat, mustard. Oh, brat? You, you gotta do mustard. No, no. Mm-hmm. Or you just anyway, don't eat brats. What the tonight is ganja, played by Alex. I don't know if I did introductions right. I haven't done the introduction thing in a while. No, you did a fantastic job. Uh, and tonight, I want to remind the listeners that ganja has a cod piece on his suit. I want you all to remember that. Have that image seared into your brains. This is a fancy 1980s businessman style suit rocking an unnecessary metal cod piece because he's a robot that doesn't have junk. Remember that, friends. Oh, I believe it was just a sock that was sewn into the uh, pants. No, no, it was a full... It, it, was... it was a sock sewn into the pants, the Chris special. <laughs> That's horrible. I mm. And unfortunate. <laughs> Uh, with this also is uh, Mr. Dr. Deebs playing the role of Byron Bickler. Again? Oh my god. <clears throat> yeah. No, hold on. I remember this one. Do you? Yeah, that was it. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Also with us tonight is uh, Abby playing the role of Nana. That is indeed me. Then we have Jeff playing the role of Bennett, local handyman. Hi, how you doing? I'm, uh, I'm Bennett. I'm a handyman. That's what I do. I fix problems. And as usual, last but not least, Andrew playing the role of Jenkins. You say last but not least, but I get the feeling that you do find Jenkins the least. Hold on, hold on, Andrew. I got you. Uh, and finally, playing as the man, the myth, the bastard, Andrew as Jenkins. <laughs> Uh, and Jenkins is very excited to finally get to meet the Shogun. God. Why do we let him keep getting away with oh, I'm sorry, Gary. You just you just went on and on about glizzies? You're gonna you're gonna get mad that Jenkins <laughs> exists? Oh, okay. Alright. 
you know what, Jeff? You got a valid point. But uh, you find yourself standing outside the mansion of one Maximilian Fitzgerald, quite possibly the richest man in this world. Uh, you're at the front door, and you see a doorman reading a newspaper. And as soon as you reach the door, it opens for you. We're we're like all together at this mansion coming yes. up, and uh, have we been just doing like standby animations this whole time? Just <laughs> uh, yes, T posing a hundred percent for the past three months. You have been cryogenically frozen in place in front of this mansion. <laughs> yes. Nice. All right. Well, I mean, if the doors are opening, I guess we're gonna go on in, right? Oh, so you just you just like watch this door? This you don't actually do anything, do you? The uh, doorman doesn't respond and continues reading his paper. Cool. Anyways, sweet. All right. Back in my day, there there would be good doormen that would you know keep the riffraff out. This guy, uh, I wouldn't hire him. It's a little bit disappointing. Hey, cut him some slack. I don't know what the minimum wage here is, but that's probably what he's making, and that ain't enough to give a shit. So, hey, Mac, Mac, what's the minimum wage out here? The doorman just continues to read his paper, paying wow. no attention to any of you. You know what? He's doing the work. He's getting paid for, I bet. Uh, I was just going to slip by y'all <laughs> having the work discussion and say uh, thank, thank you. Uh, I would like to just lean into the doorman when I am, like, right before I pass through. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. What, what, what's the Shogun like? He just keeps reading his paper. I want you to roll me a perception check at disadvantage. Ooh, at disadvantage. Alright. I see. Oh god, my first roll was so bad that I don't even want to roll again. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, uh with disadvantage it's gonna be nine. Uh the crossword puzzle on this newspaper looks lit this week. Like it, it just looks fucking intense. That's kind of perceptive in a way, you know. He's just he's looking for crossword. Hey, you know. Looks like a fun crossword. Uh if you don't tell me what the shogun's like, I'm gonna tell him that you're slacking on the jam. And this doorman just keeps reading his paper, paying no attention to you. Nana, I saw a favor and grab a little weirdo so we can get in there. I gotta touch him? Ugh. I'm sorry. I'm, you're the one that's big and strong. I'm just a robot man, alright? Yeah, I'm gonna grab him by his, like, collar, doing my best not to actually touch Jenkins, <laughs> and start, like, dragging him along. Whoa. <laughs> Uh, I I won't I won't put up too much of a fight as far as getting dragged along. But like, while right before going through the threshold of the door, I'm just gonna be like, um, I'm a hundred percent snitching. <laughs> <laughs> so once you enter, you see a sprawling mansion that appears to have be more modern than the buildings in Ferris, which this mansion is located on the outskirts of. But some of the technology is technology from new horizon like the newer technology like the amusement park all that uh the mansion has electric lighting and an attendant dressed in black slacks a black vest a white dress shirt blue bow tie and black dress shoes silently walks to the door with a tray of cocktails and mocktails are there any other people around or is it just this dude 
It's just the attendant. What's he got on the what's he got on offer? Uh, you know, alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages. Maybe there's a nice IPA IPA on there. Yeah. Yeah, no. no those don't, don't exist. Other, I don't think other worlds um, would deign to to make something so there's well. there's literally only one of those and it's dogfish head 120 <laughs> that's it it's the only one that's tolerable i'm sorry it's an ipa so the words tolerable and ipa they don't mix well it'll, uh if memory serves it is a super high graph beer and it is surprisingly smooth and not pine solly Grits and grits is where you come for your spicy beer opinions. <laughs> beer hot. Wait, wait, we're actually going to branch out into a beer podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or at least two of the hosts drink, or right. mostly truly um, shit. <laughs> I am drinking a truly watermelon lemonade right now. <laughs> I am drinking truly mango. This, this uh, it's not rocky best, by though. <laughs> I'm drinking I was going to get the purple stuff, but I went for Sunny D tonight. Well, I think... Uh, I think the only way to break into this party is in Pierre Jenkins fashion. Um, yes. So, uh, as far as like, regardless of beer opinion, all right, I want to, is, is there a waiter that is holding a, like a tray of just beer? Uh, it's just the one servant with, well, I'd say more like Butler with the tray of various drinks. Okay. But like, the drinks are all like, like there's there is there a drink on there that would be virtually dessert? Sure, we, we could it... go with that because it's as if the person that put this tray together is just trying to guess what you would all like to drink. Okay, uh. so there is something on there that looks like a pure dessert. Give me a luck check. Just roll a d twenty. Oh boy. I rolled a 19. Uh, yeah, there is a parfait alcoholic beverage. Excellent. Okay, I'm going to just walk straight up to him. I'm going to grab the parfait. And I want to very hastily grab this parfait and basically knock every other drink off that tray. <gasps> you, no. bitch. you bitch. All right, and then... As like before anything even hits the ground, before he even has a chance to react to me, I am going to like put grab parfait, just get right in his face, and be like, "Bring out three more of these," and then walk away. The Fuck attendant you. walks away, <laughs> <laughs> and you're all standing alone in the lobby for a moment. Jaws all dropped. So, like, so you just like slap grabbed it off the tray. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great drink. <laughs> Fuck all y'all. I spilled my own truly in real life. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. So truly you're all everywhere. alone in this lobby for about two minutes. We all spend the time smacking Jenkins in the back of the head. Yeah. Can can. <laughs> I'm I'm like, sure. can, I, can I make an unarmed strike to hit Jenkins? <laughs> I have all those attack rolls for those unarmed strikes. I have already <laughs> won it off. <laughs> oh my god! Do you guys see? 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 Do you guys 
seven to hit with an unarmed strike. I was gonna I was gonna ask if I could roll to see if I hang on to my drink, but I think it's safe to say I'm dropping that sucker, right? Uh, yeah. A nat twenty, you're dropping that. Yeah, so that's ten damage just to the back of your fucking head. I feel like I would be the first, so it's up to you guys if you keep hitting him. Hey, everybody who's a, a new IP fan. I, I know it's been a while since you've gotten a new episode, but, you know, we just thought we'd provide some fan service for everyone listening. <laughs> You're welcome. Brought to uh, you by Abby's Natural 20s, but right. only when they're against Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, against Cayenne. Yeah, just against Andrew in general. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just me in general. And... I, I don't know if y'all wanted to hit me still, but uh, uh, Drew, Byron missed, and Gondra hit. But I don't know if you wanted to follow through after Nana domes me. <laughs> uh, I think what Gondra does is, as soon as as soon as soon Nana just whack right across the back of your head, uh, Gondra has his hand ready to go, and he's just he just stops and goes, that, that's too damn impressive. I I can't. I'm sorry. I'm. <laughs> that's too good right there. Uh, I'll I'll help you up in a minute once you no longer be a butt. Wait, is he on the ground now? <laughs> Nana, I'm actually going to give you a choice with that nat twenty. You can oh, either boy. deal the damage to him, or you can knock him and his drink to the ground. Oh, the second, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to kind of, like, stand right next to him and, like, crouch down so I'm, like, looming over him. And I'm going to say real quiet, All right, listen here, you little piece of shit. Uh, We're in a real fancy place, and I'm going to need some drinks if I'm going to deal with this shit. You keep fucking around, you're going to find out. If you don't behave, I'm going to take you right back outside, plop you outside the the gates and i'm gonna pay that doorman enough to not let you in and as this is going on two more attendants in the same attire walk in and start cleaning up the mess and the uh initial attendant comes in with the three drinks that jenkins asked for uh i am first going to be looking up at nana with like the uh the pepe on the floor look <laughs> uh, i want you to know that i was literally like I was just pulling that picture up just so I could drop it in the chat. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it'll be uh, like a brief moment of the Pepe <laughs> on the floor look, and then I'm going to just like try to pop up and act like nothing happened as I just take the tray with the three drinks that I ordered and go into my own corner to I enjoy my parfaits. I snatch one of the drinks and immediately take a big drink out of it. <laughs> It's so chock full of sugar. Like, there is so much sugar in this drink. Nana's a Goliath, it's fine. (laughs) Uh, Real quick question. The things that were knocked over on the floor, were there any, like, any special mixers in there? Like, maybe a cinnamon stick or something? Something that could be, like, a spell component? Because, I I mean, Ganja, he's low on supplies. Yeah, I'll say there were a couple cinnamon sticks in there. Uh, He's gonna, he's gonna grab them up and Pop them into his uh, his wrists, like maybe uh, some lemon zest. Ooh, ooh, lemon zest. Ooh, spicy or zesty. I Pop am in, like some orange slices too. Yes, and uh, bubble cherries. How are you counting? Or are you casting <laughs> with 
Citrus. Who knows? But we're going to make something tasty. Uh, Nana is also going to apologize to the waiters, uh, let them know that it's not going to happen again. And can I slip them two silver each and um, tell them that uh, the man of the house doesn't need to know about this because it won't happen again? (laughs) Uh, They just continue cleaning and passing out drinks. Do they acknowledge that I'm talking to them? They don't. Uh, sus. Okay. Sus. All right. Byron's gonna do an arcana check to see if these are some kind of like construct or illusion. Hey, uh, hey, that arcana check. Hey, Gary, what kind of a check would I need to do to uh, kind of trip one of them? Uh, just give me a like by dexterity. accident. Like I'm just kind of me... accidentally like. Oh, oops, my bad. What kind of, uh, I would say just a straight up dexterity check. Dexterity? Okay. All right. I got a 14 total. 14 total? Same. Nice. Okay, so Debs will settle yours first. To you, they appear humanoid. There's nothing abnormal about them? Like, you get a twinge of something abnormal, but you can't quite tell what it is. Okay. And, uh... Bennett, with your 14, you do successfully trip one, but it's not a full-on trip. They just kind of stumble a little bit and then go back to what they were doing. Would it be would it be a dex check or would it be more of like a sleight of foot? Uh yeah, you're right about that. Sleight of foot. So what <laughs> what does that what does that uh elevate it to? <laughs> that brings it up to a 17. <laughs> oh no, th- this one like face plants and then gets up and then goes back to what they were doing. Oh, I'm so sorry. So, so sorry. Uh, are you okay? Here, let me help you up. I am absolutely attempting to assist him onto his feet. And they do take the assistance and then go back to what they were doing. Um, Byron will kind of like nudge um, Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> And you guys are not the you guys are laughing. And, You're laughing. <laughs> my brain is dying. A mood. Um the Byron will nudge Bennett and uh be like, so were they like corporeal? Because I feel like there's they're magic, but not in like some kind of I don't know, like simulacrum or something. I don't know. I don't think they're real people. Um if they are real. They're under some kind of control. Okay. Or they're or they're fake, but they definitely have form because uh, I definitely just made that guy eat shit. Okay, and they seem yeah. to be like able to monitor what we're doing because I don't think any of them actually saw Jenkins throw his par- stupid fucking parfait on the ground like a total fucking spazoid. <laughs> I would have, I would have actually really liked one of those parfaits. I thought that was really inconsiderate. I bet Nana will give you a bite, man. Just ask her. She's, grandma. she's your grandma. She likes her sweets, though. Well, she's, I can't she's, take those from she her. She likes you too. No. Thank, thanks, Lincoln. You're really helping out the RP. Thanks, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jenkins has two on a tray, and I'm a lot bigger than him. <laughs> I just give just grab one. Wait, why are we taking my drinks? Because <laughs> you don't you, deserve This them. is what you deserve. <laughs> you see that Mecca was gone to the drinks that are on the ground, and it's just sniffing. Uh, guys, 
can the can the cat like drink alcohol? Because I'm pretty sure. Um, is there alcohol in them? I thought that they were really just like cups of ice cream and fruit, or yogurt and fruit. I don't know what a parfait is. An image is beamed into all of your heads of Neko wearing sunglasses, and it just says "party time." This is the coolest cat I've ever seen. Right, well, I, I love this cat; he's great. Yeah, go wild, go wild, then Neko. And I don't think you have a real digestive system, so like, go for it. <laughs> and you see, they start lapping up some of the drinks. Love it. You like? How you liking that, bud? Uh, you just see an image beam into your head of Neko doing, like, the hang loose surfer symbol or whatever. All right, cool. So it's at this point that the attendant that had the drinks uh, holds their arm out to point in a direction as if they're leading you somewhere. Oh, thank, thank you so much. Uh, sure, we'll, we'll gladly go with you. And they start walking through the mansion. And you notice that while this is like a big mansion, it's not super fancy or anything. Uh, like there's no glitz and glamour to this mansion at all. It's is there glitz it all and glamour? Seems, no, it all all seems just like pretty basic. Like just a big house. I I cast without uh, all the fancy magic shit. to dispel the glamour. <laughs> there is no glamour here not anymore. I dispelled it. Got him. <laughs> Got. Him, a hundred percent, and you're all taken to a large study where the walls are lined with books, mm-hmm. and in the room there are two other attendants playing a game of chess. Towards the back of the room is a blonde man in his early thirties wearing a formal black suit with tails, a blue bow tie, and a pair of blue reading glasses. He turns from his desk, looks up, and greets you all. Hello. My name is Maximilian Fitzgerald. It's a pleasure to meet you all. What kind of tail does he have? And, well, no, tails on the suit. What kind of tails does he have? They're tuxedo suit tails. <laughs> How long are they? Uh, probably about knee length. Are they prehensile? Hey, hey I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to point out another detail in this room for you are all. There, are, there, are they, is there piping behind, on the edge? Behind him is a portrait of a husband, a wife, a son, and a daughter in farm clothes. They all bear a striking resemblance to him with the same blonde hair and blue eyes. Does he have a thagomizer on either of his tails? I don't even know what that is. Does he have a cummerbund? Like the thagomizer is the legitimate scientific name for Stegosaurus's tail spikes. Yes. And it's named after <laughs> Gary Larson Farside comic. The yep. Absolute mad lads and Paleontology literature <laughs> actually just were like, so yeah, that's fucking funny. That's that's the thing now. We said so. It's because it's because Thag got killed by that. Yeah, Thag. So thag it's the Thagomizer got killed by a, the Stegosaurus tail stuff. Science facts. <laughs> Dropping knowledge. Oh my god. <clears throat> I I I deserve this because I went on about glizzy for a hot minute. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I brought mm-hmm. this hell upon myself. He's finally getting it. <laughs> it's a give and take. I give you all shit, then you give me shit, then I give you more shit. And it's just, an endless cycle. Just think, if you had never made all of those glizzy... Uh, uh, References? Mm, Jokes? Let's see. Uh, I'm thinking more of like Divergence, Sidetrack, uh, 
along those lines. Mm-hmm. Derailments. Mm-hmm. Digression. Mm-hmm. That kind of works. Uh, yeah. Then then this would have been uh, an unprecedented attack on yourself <laughs> instead of retaliation. Yeah, you're right. You could have been the innocent party, but no. Should let you know Nick is right next to me and he's decided now is the best time to lick his balls. <laughs> Thought it was appropriate. Trouble puffs. That was trouble. pertinent information. Well, well, he doesn't have trouble puffs anymore. He's fixed. I am a responsible owner. But you all stand before Maximilian Fitzgerald now. Uh, I would like to... Nana staring well, you like down. One hand, one hand holding one of the parfaits that I have left. I'm just going to start picking my nose. Oh and, my gosh. Uh, and, I, and I'm just going to go, eh. What's up, Shao-chan? Do I need to roll an unarmed strike to knock his hand out of his nose? Like, just trying to smack his arm? Nana's hand is glows with a, <laughs> with a mighty power. <laughs> with a holy rage. <laughs> Zealot barbarian just <laughs> Righteous mom mode. And, uh, Fitzgerald just kind of laughs at uh, Jenkins' comment and says, I I knew a guy like that. That sucks. You know a guy like him? Uh, yeah, he did end up becoming a better person, though. Well, that's a, I think at this point we all just look at Jenkins and just kind of go with <laughs> A hopeful yeah. story. So I hear that you all are the only survivors of the Elliot Charles Wildlife Center explosion. Uh, yeah, we're not exactly sure how, but we did survive it. I mean, it blew up, we were there, now we're here, so obviously we're still alive. And I'm guessing there's something special about the seven of you. Something special about one of us. (laughs) Everybody's staring (laughs) down Jenkins. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be... You would be right to assume that we're that I'm that we're special, especially me. I have to put up with these idiots. Collective <laughs> groan. I heard there were six of you that made it out, but I'm detecting seven. It's um, good math. Are you talking about the cat? And then he starts counting you all, and then counts the cat. Yeah. Okay, that's six. Oh, you're, you're talking about the other one, the kid. I yeah, heard yeah. nothing about a cat, though. A kid, yes. A cat, no. Mm, who are you? Wouldn't that be eight, then, by your math? Because you'll count seven, and there's the cat here. That's our extra. So, uh, eight, Byron, you're the, the one we're missing. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't have, I'm not sure. Neko was my guess. Yeah, there were... Six of you that I heard made it out, but I detected seven coming into the manor. Were you including Gurr? He's not here. No, no, there were seven of you that came in. Hmm. Uh, I would like to roll perception to see what I'm missing here. The doorman follow us in? What was, uh... Doorman? Oh. I don't have a doorman. Hmm. I'm glad that we're on the same page because your doorman, he was slacking on the job, had a really good-looking crossword puzzle. Yes, what doorman? I don't have a doorman. The man you have watching the door, 
dumbass. Yeah, there was the door is automatic. Not with him. There was a. Guy. They made it really confusing as to why there was a doorman. I'm gonna I give ha- Jenkins another little slap up <laughs> up the back of the head. Don't insult our house, dipshit. <laughs> I had the door set to open when you all got here. Uh. So was the doorman just like a contingency, or I don't have a doorman. I, I think that maybe some sort of malicious third party has infiltrated your house. I would believe so as well. Hmm. Oh. Terrib- terribly right. sorry about that. Uh, we'll be leaving. Thank you for the <clears> Well, oh, hold on. But we should probably help oh. clean up this mess. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd only be polite. I mean, it ain't really our problem, but we're pretty good at smashing stuff. You know, honestly, why, if... Why should uh, we help? He's the friggin' Shogun. He can take care of it. Drink your fucking parfait so your mouth is full of something besides bullshit. (laughs) Take a sip right now. Thanks, Lincoln. I do take a sip. (laughs) I give him a little head pat. Good boy. Now. You see Fitzgerald sit down at his table and start scribbling something. And then out of the paper comes multiple unseen servants and some of his attendants start. Ah, we, how do we know? Manner. We can't see them. You feel mm-hmm. them like whiz past you. Oh. Uh, Nana is going to pull out from under her like pant legs or whatever. Uh, her hand axes that she had strapped on. <laughs> she came prepared. Mostly because of Jenkins. Mostly because she knew Jenkins was going to fuck something up and we were going to get in a fight. What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> you know exactly you know what you did. <laughs> and continue to do on a regular basis. Well, while my servants look for the intruder, how about we sit down and have a nice dinner? That's what you all came here for, correct? I think I think we would feel more comfortable if we found the intruder first. I feel like there's probably someone in this residence now that is malicious and having a casual dinner is probably not the best idea. You're right. Unless, unless is in a way we can just have like a sense of normalcy and then the malicious party will be like, oh, they're just having a good old time. They're not doing nothing that I need to stab them for. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're just having a party. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, while we are discussing going for the intruder, I would like to sit at the table and just start blabbering away at the nearest servant-looking person. Be like, I'll have a, I'll have a banana sundae. Well, no, banana split, and I want a chocolate sundae, and I will also have. Um, can you get like churros? but fry them twice before putting on the whipped cream. And the two servants playing chess do not look up from their game. They just keep playing. Hello? Shogun, you have got... Shochan, you have got to get your servants... Shochan? <laughs> His name is Maxwell. <laughs> it's Maximilian. Yeah. Yeah, sure, 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 Shochan. But your servants, they're slacking. I'm going to be honest with you, they cannot reply. Did you cut the tongues out of something? It's kind of dark. 
I don't know how much I should go into with our mystery intruder here. They could be listening. Hmm. Okay. Well, um, where did you send your servants? We'll pan out and try to cover the rest of the residence. I've sent them all over the estate. Okay. They're covering as much ground as they can at this moment, which is honestly a lot of ground. So they can do that blink stuff? They can't use magic. But I see what they see. I gotta tell you, I'm still trying to get a whole, you know, my mind wrapped around this whole magic thing. I ain't used to it. I know that stuff blinks and then the there and then the not. I want everyone to roll a perception check real quick. Heck yeah. Well, if, well, Shotan, if you can see what they see, then you can see that they're all slacking and not getting my Sunday. 24. And 18. Yeah, just good ranking them out. Uh, 17. Right. And it was perception we're rolling? Yes, yeah. perception. That's a dirty 20. I am uh, quite distracted by the decor, because uh, that's a 9. <laughs> <laughs> and Byron? I got an 18. Okay, so Bennett, here's what you are drawn to. You're drawn yeah. to the picture in the back of the room of the uh, mother, father, daughter, and son in farm clothes that all look similar to Maximilian. The rest of you, you notice that occasionally he'll just stop moving for a second and then go back to moving normally. Or, like, his eyes will just peer into the distance for a moment. And then suddenly he snaps back to the rest of you. Painting is moving? No, the painting's not moving. Maximilian himself is just stopping or, like, peering into the distance, then focusing back on the rest of you. But... Mm. Bennett, all you see is all, all you're oh, paying attention to is the oh, painting. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry about that. So he's kind of like glitching out every once. Yeah, That's it's kind of like he's glitching every now and then, kind of like someone has dropped the controller and then picked it back up. I know a thing or two about not being in tune, but uh, hey, buddy, you doing okay in there? You you doing all right? I'm doing fine. Uh, luckily, if anything happens to this body, I'll be okay. That's a disheartening thing to say. I uh, <laughs> don't know how to take it, but um, we'll do it in stride. What's uh? So so, what what is your deal, Show John? And he like gazes off into the distance for a moment, and then snaps back to the party. How about we head to the panic room? Hmm, that's worrisome. Yeah, I'm starting to panic myself. Yeah. Wait. Are you serious? Shotron, you want us to go to a panic room? Isn't that Shotron? where they call it where you're from? So, well, 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 yeah, but are you serious? Like, panic room? This is this is a panic room situation? It's is not, there a separate but, one for Jenkins? But we can speak freely there. I don't think anyone will... So, so it's a panic room situation? Sure. As, as, as a player... Excellent. I have no idea where Andrew is going with this, and it really scares me. Excellent. The moment, the, the moment that Maximilian says, sure, uh, Jenkins is going to stand up, and he's going to grab his chair and throw it. Uh, and I am now going to enter just full-on panic mode. I'm going to be screaming at the top of my lungs and freaking the fuck out. 
And he just calmly places a hand on your shoulder and says, this is not the pan. What angle does he calmly place his hand on my shoulder? Uh, from your left side. Okay, so from my left side? Yes. I would like to try to grab his arm and judo throw him. I would like to try to grapple <laughs> Jenkins before he, like, and, kills our fucking... And judo throw him. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm going to need the two of you to roll opposing athletics checks. No! It almost dropped at the 19, but that's a natural one, but it's still an oh, 8. No. Uh, and that is a 12 for me. Uh, Jenkins, you managed to throw him into a bookshelf, and books start tumbling off the shelf. Uh, and while I'm while he is flying to the bookshelf, I am going to be screaming at the top of my lungs, Oh my god, we're all gonna die! I ain't drunk enough for this shit. <laughs> like, you see him stand up, and pop his shoulder back into its socket and begin to lead you all to the panic room. Ah, uh, that ain't creepy at all. And you make your way through a dining room filled with paintings on your way to the panic room. And, uh... Um, Jerry, at some point, uh, Byron's gonna hang back near the, the back of the line, and at some point, he's gonna, um just kind of like set value city down like in a in a planter or something like if there's a convenient urn or planter he could just kind of like drop drop a bird into yeah okay i'll i'll give you that you can just drop a bird into a planter fantastic is that code for he's gonna let the cat poop what he just, sure? he just he just flips off the planter as he walks by. <laughs> no, Value City, my my faithful, my faithful Stormcrow companion. Oh, that's right. You have two pets. I forgot. I have so many pets. Yeah, one's a familiar, the other's a blink cat. Yeah, it's just a cat that, that I'm friends with. But as you uh go through this dining room, you see that the wall is just decorated in various portraits of different landscapes. And there's one that's not a landscape that catches your eye because it's the only non-landscape painting. And it's a portrait of the same Maximilian Fitzgerald, a young boy with Tinker's tools, a white dragonborn wearing a lab coat and holding what looks like a fantasy iPad, a hulking figure in ornate iron armor that has been brightly polished. The helm's closed off so you can't see the face. A slender human figure clad in black leather with armor daggers at their sides and a mask covering their face. But you can see their eyes and they seem to have heterochromia. And the last two figures are two extremely familiar figures to you. One is a nervous cleric with shaggy dark hair and the other is a man with dreadlocks and a high ponytail. But there's a few differences with him this time. He has pointed elven ears. And he's not wearing the glasses that you normally see him with whenever he check, like you check in with him and this other person in the astral plane. And there's a heart-shaped birthmark near his left eye. Hmm. Who is this guy? I've never seen him in my entire life. <laughs> Have you seen him in your afterlife? Oh, that's good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> But he continues to lead you all to the panic room. 
I feel like, yeah, Byron would almost not even, like, believe what he just saw. I'd have to, like, nudge other, like, everybody else and, like, point back at the painting to, like, confirm. Did I, ju- did I actually just see that? Jenkins just kind of goes, Meh. just shrugs. Great. Wait, Jenkins or Ganja? Oh, sorry, Ganja. Shit. <laughs> Jenkins <laughs> did that. He was like, what? <laughs> he did that all, not on his own. Impressive. Oh God, that that was the um the Wonder Soldier uh, thing with like uh um. Who the well, hell is he's out of line, but he's right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, let's let's rewind that and say that Ganja goes Meh, and just shrugs. Uh, and uh, Jenkins uh, still picturing that we're going to a panic room is going to point at it and it's like. What, something wrong with this? And I want to punch the painting. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Why do you do this? Uh, Maximilian steps in to stop you and says, we punch don't him. have time for this. Punch him. Hit him. Hit him. Do on, I need to check my equipment. I need to check my equipment real quick. Oh, yeah. I did not get, put the item into your equipment yet, but you do have that dagger that you can throw and teleport uh, to once per day. That 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 is what I am checking. <laughs> if it's uh, if it's once per day, I kind of want to override chickens. But this is this this is what he would do. <laughs> I am going to give you inspiration for that for playing straight into the character of Jenkins. Okay, yeah. So as soon as he holds Jenkins back, and Jenkins is gonna like just kind of try to use one arm. To keep him off of the other arm so that he could grab his dagger and chuck it at the painting. <laughs> and you chuck the dagger at the painting. Alright. Now do do I hit do I hit this portrait like in the face? Uh you hit somewhere near the edge of the portrait. Okay, so I don't hit like the the person in the portrait. Actually, you know what? Uh what kind of a check would be for accuracy with a thrown weapon? An attack roll? <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah give the, me an attack roll. There's a whole roll, roll for... for that, specifically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. just give me an attack roll. Uh, give me the attack roll for your bow. For my bow? Yes. Okay. Uh, so, a 21. Uh, it goes into the painting, and you hear the clank of metal once it goes through the painting, and it just kind of falls out and the lands on the ground. All right, but it like it hits like at the edge of the no, painting. No, this is it... going where you were going, like towards the center of the painting. All right, so like I, I'm I'm thinking like so if I'm because I would aim like square between the eyes. Yeah, it hits square. But uh, which person in the painting are you aiming? Uh, obviously the one with the heart shaped birthmark, the one that seems a little familiar to us. Uh, two of them seem familiar for you. It's the uh, cleric with the shaggy hair and the... Uh... Yeah. For Jenkins, it would be the birthmark because that is a defining feature that does nothing to do with a human being. Um, and Jenkins, all human beings are below him. Uh, that dagger <laughs> hits the birthmark and it sounds like it hits metal behind that and just bounces off onto the ground. 
As soon as it hits between the eyes there, I'm just going to... Jacob will have a sigh. <sighs> Look at Byron. It's okay. I killed him. We're safe now. It was a painting. It was never alive. <laughs> and Maximilian stops you all for a second and says, Hold on. I believe he reminded me of something important. And he reach, like pulls the painting off the wall and unlocks a safe behind that painting. And he pulls out a staff similar to the one that the shaggy-haired cleric is holding in the painting. And then leads you all to the panic room. Bolts the door behind you all. And says, yes, this is the weapon. This weapon has, has no name. It takes a name. It gets acquainted with this holder. And it seeks out people with heroic spirits. It takes the form best suited. <laughs> Much like those five, I want to help you all save this world. And then the staff turns into a ball of glowing light and shifts around. And it floats in front of each of you. Just, It's almost like this orb is feeling for potential. And then it takes the form of a sword and hovers in front of Nana. Then it takes the form of a staff and hovers in front of Ganja. And then it takes the form of a spyglass and hovers in front of Byron. And it takes the form of a hand crossbow and hovers in front of Bennett. And then it returns to a ball of light and hovers right in front of Jenkins. God damn it. And it places itself no! in Jenkins' hand. No! <laughs> he already has magic items. I have nothing. <laughs> Still. <laughs> and Jenkins, inside your head, you hear a voice say, It was you that saved the elves of new horizon you gave them a new outlook on life i believe we shall work well together master i am going to pick my nose and respond what saved who i fucking quit <laughs> your um, your memories the elves you you did the thing outside the ramen shop they made you their leader you yes, he, yes, yes, he did. Yes. This is all inside of Jenkins' head. <laughs> oh, never mind. Fuck uh, this. My, no, no Jenkins, I couldn't find... Oh, oh, that. oh, hold on. I'm sensing another Jenkins. And then it Wait. covers over to Byron and turns into a spyglass. Did you just call me a Jenkins? <laughs> you, you were Jenkins at one point. No. Am I wrong? No, 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 no. D during the Elven Prote, okay, oh. it wasn't you. Well, okay, it turns into a technicality. Hold on, wait, come back. back. <laughs> I guess technically, but and this orb floats back up and continues to hover between Jenkins and Byron. Hey, and uh, Max, I'm pretty sure your thing is broken. A voice is heard by everyone that just says, Jenkins was the beginning of the Elven movement. Outside the ramen shop that day, Jenkins has the most potential. The hero of this world. Um, sorry, did you mean Elven a bowel movement? Because have you seen Jenkins? 
Did you not see his heroic actions outside the ramen restaurant? No, um, but I would like to remind everyone, um, the whole protest, all of that, not actually Jenkins. He just got fucking shot. That was his entire role. But who got the ball moving? I did. <laughs> who stirred the hearts of the elves by I making the their stand thing. outside of the ramen restaurant? Frankly, I find this all confusing myself because why is the ramen shop important? I, we've ar- we've already established that this is not Naruto's realm. Nice. Like I've already met Katsura. We're even in Shochan's house. Okay, you know what? You know what? I think this is fine. If you're going to be dumb and choose him, do it. But remember, you can always change your mind and do, you know, go to literally anyone else later. I shall keep that in mind. <laughs> Please fucking do. <laughs> Master, <laughs> we have work. I just cringe. <laughs> uh, Jenkins, <laughs> what form does this glowing orb take? Uh, I... So it's going to take the form of a wooden katana. Specifically a wooden katana. It is going to be a blunt instrument, not even a real fucking weapon. Is it is it not gonna be twin katanas? Twin No, twin it's going katanas? to be one singular wooden katana. You don't wanna unlock Master Swordsman? Uh, well, tales, I personally, I personally, I think that would be cool. Uh, but Gintoki only uses one sword. Gintoki does not dual wield. I'll take your word on that because I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Please continue to reference this anime in a very long time. <laughs> and Fitzgerald is just watching all of this unfold. Well. That happened. Uh, well, I, and especially now, with Gintoki's blade, my path is decided. All is certain. Nana is trying to undo the bolt on the door. <laughs> I actually uh, wanted to tell you what... Alright, that's cool. What is it? Cool. I'm still trying to undo the bolt <laughs> so I can get the fuck out. So in the final fight against the Demon Lord, or should I say a Demon Lord, the five heroes that saved our world used a sword known as the Purge to trap his soul within it. That sword is under lockdown here, with the soul of that Demon Lord still intact. Wait, so so what sword is it? Um, I'm going to ask the question, what sword is it? while flourishing the weapon that is now in my hands. The Purge. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. That, re- that really just hit me all of a sudden. The, the Demon Lord's soul is trapped in a sword called the Purge. Well, yeah? A Demon Lord's soul. A Demon Lord's soul is trapped. It, it, it sounds silly when you make me say it all over again. So, the Purge. Yeah, is, I did not. It's here that. in the house. And something broke into your house on our heels, and we're gonna hide in here? Is the sword in here? Are are we in the purge right now? Or is the purge entirely vulnerable out there? 
there are several layers of security. Byron's just going to sit down and start kind of like, like rapid through that security. I can guarantee that none of you would survive. But you and all of us together could maybe stop that from happening, right? This is not my real body. Mm. What? Okay. Uh, where shall I start? Well, first things first, I am immortal. <laughs> I have HIV what? and I am new in town. <laughs> <laughs> But my real body is not suited for combat. You know what? I, I feel that. Uh, this this isn't my real body. I used to have another body. It was much bigger than this. Uh, it's you know, I, You're not the only one going through changes lately. I, I understand how you feel. Nana solemnly nods. <laughs> well, I have been in this body for about 20 minutes. Well, the body that I actually am in, I've been in there for about 20 years. Uh, the heroes that saved this world helped me with an immortality spell. It did not go quite as planned. And he just waves his hand over the wall and it opens like a little mirror. And you see the body of a toddler floating there, like probably about three, four years old, with the same blonde hair and blue eyes. And it looks up to you all and says, this is my wheel body. I'm going to swing my new wooden katana at it. (laughs) You're just swinging through like a magic mirror that's not even solid. It's not corporeal. I am still going to swing at it with a cry out of, oh my god, what the hell? So we botched the immortality spell, mm-hmm. and this is what I actually want. <laughs> Boy, guess what? Immortal. How long are you a baby for? Have you, um... A botched spell, eternal youth. Okay, so it's eternally that useful? Immortality, yeah. That's a, that's a real oopsie-doopsie. Um... This is why I haven't left the house in 20 years. Air. Okay. All right. Um, and I am controlling this body, and minorly controlling the other bodies in the house. The servant bodies. Yes. The unseen servants. Yes. Okay. Can any of them fight? If this, if whatever. No. Okay. Absolutely not. Mm. Do you guys like happen to know anybody that can fight like? I really strong. <laughs> well, uh, or are we just gonna hold up we're the all... room and hope they just weave with the weapon or not get the weapon, and you all get to keep your wives? <laughs> My I mean, wives. I'm not married. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the joke left me before my brain could even. Even process it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Back in back in character, Byron's gonna be like, "Well, I think all of those sound like truly awful outcomes. Um, I think we should do something a little more proactive than sitting here and hoping." You know what? You absolutely should do though. You should get to the panic room 
I mean, and I, you I protect. Can't, I can't die. Well, that's. Are you sure about that? Two thousand percent. That's honestly that might that's... be kind of valuable. I mean, in a in a purely tactical sense, an immortal meat shield would be as distasteful as it is. Pretty. Hold on, hold on. Watch this. And you see the toddler like jumps from a high shelf, lands on the ground, and then stands back up. He perfectly fine. Wow, that was unpleasant. Mm-hmm. You can see all the jelly in its legs shake and wobble. Ugh. And like any cuts or scrapes, just heal right back up. Well, I think that our our choice here is clear. Nana picks up Shochan and hold Shochan in front of the group as we walk our way out of here. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Blind, um, <laughs> now, number one, I'm going to be opposed to literally anything Jenkins proposes, just, you know, on the principle of the matter. Number two, I'm not going to use a fucking kid as a shield. What's wrong with you? I mean... He's not just a fucking kid, though, and I'm going to hit, like, swing at him again. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> to make my point. <laughs> it's, it's like, I mean, he's not just a fucking kid. Look, we can't even hurt him. I'm going to smack Jenkins again up the side of the head. <laughs> you just swing through this incorporeal... Incom- <laughs> I can't say the word. Incorporeal through- mirror. Yes. Through Jenkins? No, Jenkins swings through it with... Yeah. Yeah, so I swing through the incorporeal mirror. Uh, I don't know, like, so if, do you want Nana to roll an attack roll to hit me again? Go for it. <laughs> it's a 24. Other than that, Byron's going to ask Bennett, uh, like, hey, I'm going to look around some. Just at, just bring, bring my body with, wherever y'all go. And then just kind of like ragdoll as his uh, senses go to Value City. Oh, uh, uh, just Nana! Just to the just, ground. Just immediately Nana! To the ground. Uh, oh gosh, I would have tried oh, no. to catch him. Oh, uh, uh, Nana! Nana, could you carry Byron? He had one of his fainting spells again. Oh. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Oh, oh! There goes the. Ca- oh but no! No, he's not. We can't carry him. Nana needs to carry Shochan so that we can protect ourselves on the way out. I ain't, I ain't carrying around a toddler as a fucking shield. I'm just gonna throw Byron over my shoulder. Not not a toddler, like two thousand years old. See, okay, but like it's the principle of the thing. Number one, Jenkins suggested it, so I'm immediately opposed. Number two. <laughs> Um, it just, it, it, you know, I'm a grandma. Yeah, it, 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 it doesn't weird. sit right with me either. Holding like, I'm, a child I'm gonna... up to a blade. No, no, that, yeah, no. Like, if I people, know you're an adult, but Yeah, if, no, you know... if people were, like, listening to this or, you know, we had to report to the authorities, uh, yeah, that would look bad. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I'm like, eh, I'm just going to carry Byron. Hope we ain't got to fight too much shit. Because uh, if we do, I'm throwing him on the ground. I mean, I'll try to be gentle because he ain't Jenkins, but you know. I don't have, to, I don't have very much HP. Please, please be gentle. <laughs> I mean, Nana's not going to be like malicious with it. You're not Jenkins. I, I, I still, I still think that Shotron's our ticket out of here. He even said himself he's not a kid. He's 
well, if I leave this building, I can't control the bodies here unless, you know, I'm in contact with one of the bodies. Like, if you sit me on its shoulders or, I don't know, like a nice baby Bjorn. <laughs> uh, I can't tell if I'm enjoying it or hating it. <laughs> <laughs> Nana is going to look at him and just... <sighs> and tear part of the, like, skirt thing that she has on her, like... It's like the flowy pants suit, but not a pants suit, but it's got like the chiffon skirt over it or whatever. And she's going to tear that and just quickly make a baby Bjorn, like the little strap thing, just strap him onto her back. Well, you're not in contact with this real body yet. You're just oh. speaking to well, it. Well, I've got it I have prepped it. And he's like, well, you didn't have to whip it off yet. I can still control the bodies because we're in the building, but outside the building. I'm just a toddler. But if you put me on one of the bodies as a toddler, I can control the body. So if you need to, like, talk to anyone in public or I need to make an appearance, it's like I'm there, but not a baby toddler, like three years old. I don't know how old this body is. Okay, yeah, but so, like, the point of this is we need to go kill whatever's trying to get that sword? Yeah, probably. Great. I mean, if it's strong enough to get through security, though, uh... Just run. That that's not very reassuring. It it takes a lot of magic and other stuff to get through here. So yeah, you you're probably not strong enough if they yeah. can do that. If, yeah, if only we had an impervious shield to walk our way through. Do we have an impervious? Who's the impervious shield? Oh, okay, I mean so. technically technically the shield is quite pervious. It'll just repair itself. So, so Jenkins, let, let let me walk you through this. You hold me up to the attacker. Attacker slashes through me. I fall in two halves. Attacker slashes through you. My two halves repair itself. Your two halves. What happens? It'll be fine. They have to slash through you first. Yeah, but repair takes a minute. Like, something that big, if I'm cutting half, that's, that's like two minutes. Mm, I still think he should be our shield. All right, let's cut over to uh, what Byron is saying right now. Uh, because <laughs> because uh, I, I did, I did want to say that like with with Value City also flying off, uh, Bennett was going to be like, "Oh no, I'll go get the bird. Don't <laughs> worry, I've got this." Uh, the fake body opens the vault for or the panic room for you to go get the bird, and you hear the real body say. I know he's just using a familiar. You, we, we, but you know, do whatever. <laughs> now you see he just lands and puts his wings on his little bird hips. <laughs> he flips him the human. So, uh, Deeps, roll me a d twenty, and I will tell you what you find in whatever room you go into. Okay. Um. So. Not the, I guess, portrait room. Like, back in the library, I think, is where he would kind of start looking. Uh, in the library, you see that there's only one person playing chess there now, and they're still going through the same moves they went through. Okay, I rolled a natural 20 to investigate that room. I hope there's something good in there. For a nat 20, you see like, a little trail of blood leading from where the other person was sitting 
to another room. Okay. I'll follow that, I suppose. And are you going to try to open the door stealthily or just open? Oh, wait, you're Value City. Yeah, you're just flying in. So at first glance, you just see that the body has been stripped of its clothing and it's bound and gagged, but it doesn't seem to be moving. Okay. Um, And that's pretty much all you see in this room. Hmm. Okay, just a body. Um... Would it be possible for for Value City to kind of like pull the the gag out of its mouth? Uh yeah, I'd say it's pretty simple. Okay. Uh, and I don't think even if I'm kind of piloting him, you can speak as a bird. But uh, Value City will hold both wings up and kind of hop back and forth in a in like tilt his head in a questioning manner. And like the body looks at you and like moves its head and like is trying to get back up. Okay, it's not really like in- interacting with me. No, it makes its way back to its feet and starts hopping back to the room that it was in. Oh god damn it. And sits at the table where it was playing chess and does its best to go through the same motions it was going through before. Okay, wait, if I specifically investigate the chessboard, do I notice anything? Uh, with the chessboard, it's just a regular chessboard. Actually, with that nat 20 on that room, I'll let you just ask questions about the things in that. Okay, so does anything else seem out of place other than the one chess player? Uh, a lot of the books you see on the wall okay. have the same name as books from your world. Like you see The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings... You see just this mash of nerd culture all over the bookshelf. Like you even see some manga in there, but it it's in the form of to- like books. But when you open it, it's manga, but it's not spot on from what it was in your world. It's like someone was telling someone what the book or manga was like, okay. and all the drawings are accurate. But the words are not. It's sort of like if someone were describing an episode of Naruto to you. It's like, yeah, and then Naruto was like, come at me, Sasuke. Believe it. Okay. All right. <laughs> like some of the catchphrases are replaced with something not quite right. What seems like inside jokes. Okay. Yeah. And so reassure, I rolled a natural 20. Reassure me that the chessboard is not some kind of secret, like, key. The chessboard is not a secret right. key. A lot cooler if it was. Um, <laughs> and are there any books that are like, I don't know, is there any reason to think that there is like a, like a hidden passage behind a bookshelf? There is not a hidden passage behind a bookshelf. This is the worst library I've ever been in. Um, okay. But the painting. Okay. It seems like it can be moved. By a bird? Not by a bird. And it seems like the painting has not been moved yet. Okay. All right. Value City's going to try to go enlist some help with thumbs. Okay. Uh, did Bennett actually get out of the... Uh... Yeah, the door's been open for Bennett. Okay. And anyone else that wants to step out. Yeah, I had absolutely to chase after Bird. Okay. 
Someone's cat heard that. Um, all right. Well, then, as soon as Value City can find uh, Bennett, he's gonna he's gonna do the, his little interpretive dance again, where he holds his wings up and kind of hops side to side, and then like points both wings at the painting. Ah, <laughs> uh, the what? What are you? What do you want me to do, little bird? Wait. Oh, wait. Oh, you're you're Byron. That's right. You're Byron. 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 What do you want me to do? I don't. I don't speak bird. Uh. Oh, I do. <laughs> well, I speak druidic, and that's basically animals. Can druids speak to Uh Hmm. I don't think so. It's not a real bird. Technically. All right. Is there anyone that is not in this room right now? I would have also left to get away from Jenkins. I'm carrying by oh, my body's here. I, I'll just do it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'm still straggling behind, arguing with uh, with Maximilian's true form about him being a shield. All right. Um, so so I, I will probably be like a minute late okay, leaving so the room. So everyone in the room, you see the painting open on its own, and then we'll cut to Jenkins. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so, so be okay. But what you're not getting is that they'll still have to cut you first if you're in front of us. So, so are you gonna help your friends? Or... What friends? Tragic hero, I guess. Yeah, I mean. Yes, I am the protagonist. I understand that. I mean, so, if you if you want to talk about it, we can talk about what what you're going with. I have some friends, being a tragic <laughs> hero. Uh, <laughs> got him. Hang on, wow, I think I is... I think I just gave myself an ulcer just thinking of like Jenkins being the tragic hero. <laughs> Like I, I'm, I'm here for you and all because the weapon chose you. But maybe you should go check I, on him. Check on who? Or you know, maybe, maybe it's better you survive solo and avenge them after they all die. If that's what happens, hopefully it's just like. A I agree with the. I agree with the idea that I should take care of me. Uh, so that is why you should be my shield. Well, the last wielder of that weapon believed in the power of friendship and thought that would save the world. I sort of did, I guess, but not in the way he was hoping. Yeah. Wait, what weapon? The glowing orb. Oh, that wooden sword. It's a wooden sword now. What? No, th- this is this is Gintoki's weapon of choice because Gintoki does not believe in using swords anymore after the failed rebellion. You you should probably go ahead. What friends? Oh, okay, and the mirror just starts floating <laughs> towards the room. Perfect bookend. Perfect. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. And the rest of the party doesn't hear this, but Jenkins, you hear a, uh, uh oh, uh oh. They're not moving. Who's not moving? Your people you came here with. That aren't your wins. Oh hell! I swear I have to do everything around here, uh, and I will start moving to regroup with <laughs> with the party. 
when you make it to the room, you see that everyone is frozen in place, and the clock in the back of the room, the hands are not moving at all. And that's where we'll end the session. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Fuck Jenkins. Spicy. <laughs> hey, you guys. Jenkins got a special weapon. <laughs> yeah, Nana still hasn't gotten shit. She's got. I certainly do hate it. Fucked with. This is possibly one of the worst out. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like in Jenkins' mind, as the protagonist, this is the only way that the world can be saved. Mm. <laughs> I feel like the only way that the world can be saved is if Jenkins takes a dive. <laughs> <laughs> it was stated that the wielder of the weapon has to form a bond with it to start bringing out his true powers. Oh man, yeah. So Jenkins forming bonds—that's going to be an interesting one. Um, yeah. So I guess we're going to jump to the outro. Uh, do we have any? Uh, uh, do we have any fan sent messages or anything of the like to mention? We do have a question that's not for a character, but for a player. Ooh. Ooh, okay. So for our outro, go ahead and hit us with the question. Uh, this one comes from Becky. Thank you, Becky. It's for Mr. Dr. Oh, Deeves. No. My words, not hers mm-hmm. for the name. But uh, when a centaur gives birth and begins to nurse, which set of teats does the milk Listen, come from? Man, I... God, what was, what was the centaur thing that happened a few sessions ago that just absolutely fucked my mind up? Centaurs don't make a lot of sense. They, like... They have to have two rib cages, and their spine has to do like a full ninety degree turn, in addition to like the ner- normal curvatures. I don't know. Maybe I think maybe the horse ones, because it'd be hard to hold a baby horse with half a baby human on top of it. I don't know. <laughs> if the legitimacy the of the depth that you went into for this question does not establish in stone that you are Do- Sir Dr. Deebs, nothing will. Well, like, I, I think, the I think baby half would needs be too to be stated. to, like, support itself to get to the horse boob. But the horse part would be too heavy to lift to the people boob. And so I think that they just starve to death in <laughs> I don't think that there's, I don't think that there's a way out of this. this is where is, where is that picture there's of, of there's the that picture. Baby the floppy centaur babies. Yes, the floppy centaur yeah. babies. Yeah, that's final answer. Centaurs just starve to death because two halves of their body can't coexist. <laughs> because they were created by a god exactly, without logic. Yeah. That this you are our Doctor <laughs> Deebs. A hundred percent. It can no. It can never. It can never be doubted from this point <laughs> onwards. <laughs> I'm going to tell Becky on Thursday that you answered it, and she's going to be so pleased. <laughs> uh, she also came up with a lot of the uh, glizzy puns, for, oh, or no. glizzy humor for uh, the miniseries coming up. You would say that right Sounds before I was right. about to thank Becky for submitting a question, <laughs> and now I don't wish to thank her. 
Um, but yeah, thank you, Becky, so much. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And to all of our other listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you would like to have us answer godforsaken <laughs> questions like centaurs and birth, mm-hmm. uh, reach out to us at critsandgrits at gmail.com and leave us a message and we'll get to you. And if you like the show, please support us by liking and continuing to listen. And you can also follow us on social media like Facebook and Twitter for more updates and fun little behind the scenes bits. Uh, we would also like to give a shout out for all the people who've helped us out so far, which would be our good buddy Tithus, who you can follow at twitch.tv forward slash Tithus, as well as his new podcast, The Technicolor Trainwreck. You can also follow our good friend Jess at twitch.tv forward slash Jess Panda, as well as Momocon social medias, our favorite DM on the side, Kyler, who you can follow on YouTube at Fishing After Five. Um, how I can't believe I'm now going to shout Becky's Twitch after she's done all this damage to us, but we do love you, Becky. So follow her at twitch.tv forward slash sugar puns and uh, the best narrator. That is not even a personal opinion. It's just fact. Best narrator, Jay, who you can follow at twitch.tv forward slash rush918. And his friend, Ducky Please, who you can follow at twitch.tv forward slash Ducky Please. And that will wrap us up for the night. So everyone, give a jumbled thank you and good night. Thank you. Good night. Good night, everybody. Last time on crits and crits and crits and and crits and crits and crits and crits and crits.